You're listening to KAYT, 88.1 FM, Gina, Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. A pointed question needs to be answered. Do you remember the fervent zeal you had when you were first baptized? Well, why does that die out as it passes by? I got the answer for you. You need more oil. You see, we have not lost all the love for Christ, but we have left our first love. We have not stopped all worship of God, but we have lost our first duty to worship. Mm, Lord, help us right there. We have not ceased all witness for Christ, but we have cooled our first passion down. We have not turned from all righteousness, but we have been diverted from our first attention. The foolish virgins gave indication today that we need more oil. We're operating in a burnout type of mindset and expecting people to do what we won't even do. Well, let me not stay right there, brothers and sisters. Not only did the foolish virgins give counsel that we need more oil, but I believe that the second point that they live from this text will help us even more. They caution us to maintain a diligent watch. Verse 5, the Bible says, but while the bridegroom, are you there? But while the bridegroom was delayed, King James Version says, tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Not just the five wise slept, but the wise and the foolish were asleep. I asked myself the question, Ellen, why would the text mention two words that meant the same thing for sleeping? Just cradle. Why would that happen? So the word slumbered means nodded or became drowsy. Slept is the usual word you use for lying down to sleep. So there are two words in this text hermeneutically as we take on this, this harmonic time. There are two words that mean sleep in the same text which denotes to us there was some snoring going on. In other words, for all of them, their carelessness disposed them to drowsiness. Their drowsiness to sleep from a deep sleep which rendered them as unconscious of their own danger as now unaware of their present duty. What was their present duty? To light the way. How are you going to be able to light the way of the bridegroom if you're snoring? Church, we don't have time to be sleeping. You're probably sitting next to somebody who's asleep right now, but wide awake. These virgins right here, they not only became drowsy, but they laid down with their lamps in hand while they were lit and positioned themselves in the posture of sleep, of death, and went to sleep, y'all. It's sad to say, like I said earlier, that some of us are physically awake, but we're spiritually dead. Snoring. 
The foolish ones speak for all in directing us to the same hope in this matter. And I believe if they were here today, if they were here today, they would probably quote some scripture coming from uh, Mark 13, 35 and 36. They would probably tell us, as Jesus' words were, watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly, he gonna find you sleeping. I would stand resolute to the fact that the foolish virgins would also quote some more scripture of Romans 13, verse 11. They would probably tell us, that's the writings of Paul, he would probably tell us, knowing the time that now it is high time for us to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Oh, Lord, help us today. I would have to concur with the foolish virgins if they were here in 1 Thessalonians 5, Verse 6 and 7, where it says, Paul's writing, Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober and stay out of our phones. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stay out the tablet. Stay out your iPad. I mean, you, at least get into the word on it, but don't be nodding off. No, you know what happened? Oh, a notification came up. I got to see what's happening on Instagram. Yeah. And then when you get caught up in Instagram, you, you oh, oh, there's another notification, Facebook, what they want, what they doing, ooh. Then your whole attention yeah. is diverted, yeah. therefore will testify to the fact that you're sleeping. Yeah. Verse 7 says, for those who sleep, sleep at night. Uh -huh. And those who get drunk, get drunk at nighttime. Uh -huh. The foolish virgins would have reminded us that not only do we need more oil, but we need to learn how to maintain a diligent watch. We need to light a fire in every department in our church. We need to light a fire in every place and every corner of our church and the world where there is darkness because it's lit up in here. We just sang Zion songs just earlier, didn't we? The musicians played their hearts out, didn't they? But some of us, we act stoic as if we're scared to praise and to worship God. Lord, if I was one of the light fixtures, y'all would make me mad. But because of my personal relationship, I don't do you, I'm doing Jesus. So sometimes if I flicker, that's between me and him. But if you want to talk about me, make sure you talk about me where I can't hear you. But I forgot, I forgot, uh, Elder Jackson, as long as we in this and the Holy Spirit in us, I can hear you. I can hear you. Like I used to tell my students, I can hear you when you're not saying nothing because your body language tells everything. Your response in text messaging says everything. Your response in emails, too, says everything. So we got to get used to this, brothers and sisters. We have to learn how to maintain a diligent watch. Someone once said this to me, Elder. They said this to me. The reason why there is a lack of enthusiasm here is because our folk are not motivated. They said that to the pastor All right, of this church. All right. All right. We're not motivated. Yeah. Bishop, they say we're not motivated. I had to calm down. My blood pressure had to go back down. Because when you realize and think of the goodness of Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have to reckon within yourself and think about your health That's right. Right. and your strength yes, sir. and the job that you have, yes, sir. the vehicle that you drive, yes, 
uh -huh. and the protection that he gives you. Yes, and you come here and sit here yes, and act like you don't want to worship. I'm just here because it's the right thing to do. But you're not motivated. I thought to myself in this season in which we live in where the Lord is about to return, we have all the motivation we need. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. We have to learn how to maintain a diligent watch and remember that sleep is not an option. Well, you're probably asking the question, what am I talking about? And I'm so glad that I'm here to answer that question for you today because this might be the last one. Because you'll be saying something else later on. Ain't that right? Yeah. Uh, I only cut two amens. That's all right. Come on, come on. Well, I had to ask myself a question because I'm kind of analytical, DJ. How do you re-motivate uh -huh. believers yeah, yeah. from their lack of motivation? Yeah. Let me ask it again because some of y'all missed it. <laughs> Anytime in the English language that you use the prefix re, yeah. it means to do again. How do you re-motivate believers yeah. who have saw miracles? Yeah. Some of y'all right now are miracles. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if, if, if I have to learn how to re-motivate somebody, Fifi, I have to go back to this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't my alarm clock that woke me up yes, that needed to motivate me. Yes, it wasn't my stomach growling yeah. to let me know, Brother Weaver, that I needed to eat that motive. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. See, God woke me up this morning, started me on my way, gave me the sense enough to open up two brand new things called my eyes. And when my eyes opened up, that's motivation enough. When I recognized that the four corners of my room were not the four corners of my grave, that was motivation enough. When my bed was not my cooling bowl, that's motivation enough. When my cover was not my winding sheet, that's motivation enough. When the funeral wheels wasn't rolling because of my death, that's motivation enough. When I got into my own shower, able to wash my own self, sit at my own table, eat my own food, drive my own vehicle, drive up in church, that's motivation I can't sit here when you go to work for eight hours. How good God been to you. You sit on your job for eight hours, take your two 15-minute breaks, get off your break. That ought to be motivation enough. When you get off work, God give you enough money to go make groceries. That's motivation enough. You get home with the groceries. Put them out the car. Put them in the refrigerator. That's motivation enough. Make your own food. Sit down at your own table and feed your own self. That's motivation enough. Sit down and belch real good. Because you have taste and see that the Lord is good. Put your own night clothes on. Turn on in your bed. You don't have to worry about setting no alone because he that keeps you can keep Israel. Y'all not going to talk to me this morning. That's motivation enough, brothers and sisters. That's how God do it. And I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters, that the foolish virgins knew that the bridegroom was coming because they learned how to maintain a diligent watch and sleep was not an option. You can't sleep during this thing. 
Amen. I'm going to go ahead and send y'all home. Oh, Pastor, that was too short. Now, I got one last point to give you. No, 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 Junior, not yet, not yet. Mm -mm. Not only were the foolish virgins given counsel to maintain a diligent watch, not only did they counsel us that we need more oil, but the last and most important point that they would encourage us here today, they would tell us, don't miss the ride. Verse 10, it's right there in the text. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those that were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Don't miss the ride. According to the Middle Eastern customs, when all the guests had arrived, the doors were closed and locked. They were closed to secure the marriage party and to exclude intruders. Only the guests belonged, but the others were kept out. I hear y'all, why why would they do that? Because remember, the other part of our wedding party is not here. Why would you keep those out, watch this, who are almost ready? Jesus, why would you keep mama out and she almost ready? They spent good money in getting their hair did, Brother Hudson. They had to pay to get them shoes dyed, Onika. They had to go get fitted, take off work early. Am I on somebody's yard right now? Okay. What else did they have to do? They had to make sure the cars were rented, the hotel door, you know, take care of your room. Yeah, yeah. Get your nails done. Make sure that you have somebody else's one. You had to take care of that. Here are two areas where the foolish fail. There are two areas, in preparation and in participation. In preparation, they didn't have enough oil. Mm. And sees no need for any additional either. In participation, they're not able to join the bridegroom on the journey to the marriage feast. He has no additional oil, and he's no good to the bridegroom. Because what is their responsibility? To light the way. Ah, Lord, help us right here. In other words, there has been plenty of time, plenty of signs, and plenty of warnings to prepare, but the foolish have refused to prepare for the Lord's return. The food. You've been listening to the Restoring Faith broadcast with Dr. Christopher Manuel. I pray that today's message 